welcome to the Den of Dissidents. This is a show where we challenge the current culture and mainstream talking points of the day. What is the news telling us? What is the culture telling us? Where is our civilization headed? And by what standard do we judge these issues? Are you a dissident? Let's find out. Welcome back. Check it out. Um, So today I want to have a simple show. I want to go back to basics. We're going to talk about truth. What is truth? Because it seems like right now we live in an age of chaos, just pure chaos. You don't know which way is right, which way is left, up is down, down is up. Um, The president of the United States is saying that Hey, if little Jonathan wants to be little Jessica or, you know, Sally wants to be um, Sammy, it's okay. You can be whatever you want. You want to be a giraffe. You want to be a dog. You want to be a trash can. You can. And uh, even the president of the United States has has hired people in his administration to um, support things or promote substances called puberty blockers for children. So if you're a child and let's say you're a boy and and you change your mind, you don't want to be a boy anymore. So you know what? You take some puberty blockers. Boom. That's it. It's over. You can, um, I guess, transform yourself. And so I'm looking at this. It's crazy. The world is crazy. And uh, I said, you know what? I got to make a video about truth. Maybe we need to go back to basics. Two plus two equals four. I almost said five because there's so much confusion. So um, we need to get back to basics, back to the fundamentals. What is truth? And we can start there. Let's start at a foundation, uh, a fundamental level, uh, something very basic, and then we will work our way through. And then I also want to talk about the true and living God. Who is the true and living God? And this is why we need to know what truth is, because, you know, according to the Bible, Christ said he is the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the father, but through him. Um, So was he lying? Somebody's lying. Christ said he is the truth. He didn't say Buddha was the truth. He didn't say Allah was the truth. He said he was the truth and no man gets to the father, but through him. So, um, you got decisions to make, you know, I heard one person say before, I think this was an author said, you know, either Christ, either Jesus was a a lunatic, um, a liar or, um, what else? I forgot what else, but anyway, this is why we need to get to truth. And once you abandon truth, you just go down a very chaotic road. You have chaos in the world. So uh, there's a book called I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist written by Frank Turek and Norman Geisler. It's one of my favorite books. It's it's probably one of the best books that I've personally read on Christianity and just truth in general. And it, it breaks down truth. It breaks down Christianity and gives a very persuasive and convincing argument for why Christianity is true. But he starts off talking about truth in the beginning. So let's start with that. Let's start with truth because everybody has an idea of what truth is. Um, 
a lot of people say truth is relative and uh, live your truth as if, you know, you can make truth whatever you want to make truth. And truth is just based on your opinion. And so this is why I think we have so many different, different views and, you know, everybody's going their own way because they feel fail to realize. Well, I think deep down people do realize this, but truth is absolute. Truth corresponds with reality and what is. So, you know, when people say live your truth, you know, it's funny because you wouldn't apply that to, let's say, a criminal, right? If a criminal commits a crime, he's a thief or he's a murderer um, and he goes before the judge. You, you wouldn't expect to say, oh, well, he or you wouldn't say oh he was living his truth. You know, he or if, if he said if the the uh, the criminal says I'm living my truth, I'm not a criminal. I didn't steal anything. I didn't murder anybody. I'm living my truth. I'm actually innocent and uh, I'm a philanthropist. You know, I'm a great, I'm a saint, actually. So I'm living my truth. You wouldn't say to that person, oh, yeah, he's living his truth. Yeah, let him do, do his thing. Yeah, let him off, judge. He's living his truth. He's innocent. Live, let him live his truth. You know, if you were a, accused of a crime and you were standing before a judge, you wouldn't tell the judge. And, and let's say there was no evidence against you to convict you of a crime, right? And the judge says, yeah, you know what? I'm going to live my truth. I think you're guilty. So I'm going to sentence you. Yeah, that's my truth. I think you're guilty. I feel like you're guilty. I feel like you're guilty. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to sentence you, throw the book at you. You wouldn't say, oh, yeah, um, let the judge live his truth. That's his truth. Hey, no, you would apply reality. You would apply truth to that situation. Because anything else or anything less than that would be a falsehood. And that would be dangerous. So, you know, another thing people say, live your truth, especially when it comes to this whole uh, gender thing, right? You know, your, your son, maybe he wants to grow breasts now. So you, what are you going to tell him? Oh, yeah, live your truth. Live your truth, Michael. You know, Michael, Michael wants to wear a dress now. Um, is it true that Michael is Sally and Sally is Michael? I mean, is that really true? Or is there actually biological truth that exists? Does Michael actually have particular organs that belong to a man? Right? There's biological truth. So anyway, um, and you know, this is what the president of the United States is, is pushing and people in, in his administration. So uh, it, it's gotten so crazy. So we got to get back to truth and what is reality. Because it's like we're drifting off from reality. So here we go. Um, in one of the chapters, he talks about, can we handle truth? That's from the, uh, the film from Jack Nicholson, um, A Few Good Men. Um, so I want to start off there. And he makes a good point in this chapter. So he says that um, Jack Nicholson, he might as well, he might as well have been yelling at all of America rather than Tom Cruise, because it seems like many in our country can't handle the truth. On one hand, we demand truth in virtually every area of our lives. For example, we demand truth from, check this out, we demand truth from our loved ones, 
No one wants lies from a spouse or a child. How many times have, you know, you, uh, you talk to your spouse or your child about lying to you? You want the truth from them. You don't want your wife or your husband lying to you about being faithful, right? You wouldn't want that. You want truth. You wouldn't say, oh, live your truth, honey, live your truth, babe. And, you know, meanwhile, he's, he's out uh, maybe every Friday night, you know, at the club with different women, vice versa. The woman is out, you know, she's, she has, she's living her hot girl summer and she's married and she's going on cruises with men and whatever, you know, you wouldn't say, oh, live your truth, honey. You know, and she's, meanwhile, she could be cheating or you could be cheating, but you're saying, oh, well, actually I'm a faithful man. I'm going to live my truth. That's my truth. I'm really faithful, even though I'm cheating. But yeah, that's what faithful men do. I'm going to leave, live my truth. So, you know, you want truth in that area. What else? He says doctors. He, he mentions doctors. We want the right medicine prescribed and the right operations performed. So if you, if you have a heart issue and you go to the doctor and he sends you to the veterinarian, you're going to look at him crazy because you're not a dog. You, you have issues with your heart or some organ in your body. You're, you're going to think it's crazy for him to tell you to go to the veterinarian and take some dog medicine, right? You want truth from your doctor. You want truth in the hospital and in the uh, medical area. Stockbrokers, we demand that they tell us the truth about companies that they recommend. When you talk to your financial advisor, you want to see what kind of investments he's making. He tells you he wants to, he's going to put your money in Google and Microsoft and all these companies. You want to know where your money is going. Now, if he takes the money and he invested in his, his child's college fund, you know, and then you find out and he says, oh, I was living my truth. You know, I, I am, I'm, I'm making a good investment for you. Yes. Um, I invested in my child's education. Um, it's similar to Google. Yeah, that matter of fact, let's call it Google. My my child's college fund is Google. It's ma it's Microsoft. No, you you would think that's crazy, and and you'd probably take action and maybe um, take him to court because of that. Why? Because he lied to you. He also talks about the courts, which I I mentioned earlier. Courts, we want them to convict only the truly guilty. So again, the the whole justice system. You know, now we live in a time where uh, there, there's so much push against the justice system. We want justice. In order to have justice, you have to have truth in the courts. You can't just go around convicting innocent people. You don't want that. You want to convict the truly guilty. You don't want a judge saying, oh, I'm going to live my truth today and convict whoever I want to convict because I feel they're truly guilty. Or I feel they're truly innocent. Same thing with criminals. You know, you wouldn't want a justice system where criminals are running free and, you know, cops are asking criminals, hey, um, did you commit the crime? Even though the criminal clearly committed the crime and he says, no, I'm innocent. I'm living my truth. I'm innocent. Yeah. yeah I, I know you, you caught me with the murder weapon in my hand, but I'm living my truth. I'm innocent. Right. Employers, we want them to tell us the truth and pay us fairly. You don't want your employer to say that he paid you. And meanwhile, he, he gave you. Um, I don't know, some walnuts and some apples and said, yeah, this is, this is the new currency today. The dollar, the dollar died actually. So I'm paying you in walnuts and, um, and apples. 
I'm giving you food stamps. You're not getting dollars. No direct deposit today. Actually, money doesn't exist. Actually, you know, I don't know. Apples are money now. I, I mean, I'm being ridiculous because to say that there's no truth is ridiculous. So <laughs> you demand truth in your everyday life. What else? Airlines. We demand truly safe planes and truly sober pilots, right? You don't want your pilot drinking um, bottles of Hennessy or, or vodka, you know, before he, he starts to uh, fly the plane. If he's, you know, you, you, don't, you don't want him to do that. And if he's drunk, you'll be able to tell if he's drunk. You want to know the truth about your pilot and the plane that you're in and your safety. What else does he talk about in this book? Um, I'm going to scroll back a little bit. So he makes these examples because he's saying that we, we demand truth in, his, in these areas. But when it comes to certain areas, different areas of our life, we're not so strict about the truth. We, we let the truth slide because sometimes, you know, we, we want to apply truth when it's convenient for us, when we want to suppress truth, because we want to do our thing. We want to do what we desire. So we'll put the truth to the side and lie to ourselves sometimes. Um, let's see. He gave some other examples about, I'm going to go down here. He, he talks about <clears throat> what, what's called the box top of life in this uh in this particular chapter. So he says, just as the pieces of a jigsaw puzzle are difficult to put together without the picture on the box top, the many diverse pieces of life make no sense without some kind of unifying big picture. The question is, does anyone have the box top to this puzzle we call life? Many world religions claim that they do. Are any of them correct? You got a lot of religions out there. You have Buddha saying one thing. The Bible is saying one thing. The Quran is saying something else. Some people worship cows. They all say, they all contradict each other. They all say different things about who God is um, and what the standard of living is, what, what the, how you should live your life. Right. They all say different things. So which one is true? Because all of them can't be true. They all contradict each other. They all say different things. So he, he talks about religion and the box top. So I'm going to read this real quick. He says world religions are often attempts to provide a box top that allows you to see how many pieces of life's puzzle make a complete cohesive picture. This picture usually, and for good reason, begins with some sort of claim about God. What someone believes about God affects everything else that he or she believes. When Mortimer Adler, who was an author, he was asked why the God section of the largest was the largest in the great books of the Western World series, which he edited. He insightfully observed that it's because more implications flow from the subject of God than from any other subject. Indeed, the five most consequential questions in life are these. Let's start with number one, origin. Where did we come from? Number two, identity. Who are we? Number three, 
Why are we here? Number four, morality. How should we live? Number five, destiny. Where are we going? So these are the five. These are five main, main questions that you should ask yourself. And where can you get the best answers from? Again, is it from the Quran? Is it from the Bible? Is it from Buddha? Is it, um, is it, is it from a cow? You know, is it, is it from Hinduism? Who's telling the truth? That's the question. That's the box top to life. Who has really, who really has the pieces to the puzzle of this thing called life? Now, I also want to go down and bring this up too. So he says the answers to each of these questions depend on the existence of God. If God exists, then there's ultimate meaning and purpose to life. If there's a real purpose to your life, then there's a real right and wrong way to live it. Choices you make now not only affect you here, but will affect you in eternity. On the other hand, if there is no God, then your life is then your life ultimately means nothing. Since there is no enduring purpose to life, there's no right or wrong way to live it. And it doesn't matter how you live or what you believe. Your destiny is just dust. So which world religion, if any, answers the God, the God question correctly? Does any religion provide the true box top for life? The common wisdom says no for a number of reasons. First, many say it's unreasonable to believe that one religion could be exclusively true. If one religion were really true, it would mean that billions of religious people from every other religious faith are wrong today and have been wrong throughout the centuries. And that's a big problem if Christianity is true, because Christianity seems to teach that non-Christians are going to hell. There's also the not unfounded fear that those who think they have the truth will be intolerant of those who won't accept it. Easygoing Americans are more apt to believe that no religion is the truth. The sentiment is often illustrated by the favorite parable of many university professors. Um, so again, like I was saying earlier, you know, some people, we, we apply truth on an everyday basis in our lives we apply truth to our, our bank accounts, our stockbrokers, our medical professionals, and so on. But when it comes to religion and, and worshiping God or the true and living God, we kind of set truth aside. So that's, you know, then uh, truth becomes relative. It becomes a matter of taste and opinion. You know, you've heard many people say all paths lead to God. So you see how people are taking this whole live your truth concept and applying it to religion. But again, they don't do that on a regular basis in their daily life. And actually, if you if you lived like that, if you didn't apply truth to your daily life and you lived this, uh, you know, live my truth kind of idea on a daily basis, you would probably live a very dangerous and reckless life, you know. Uh, you probably live a short life. So, you know, let's say you're driving down the street and the, the light is red and you you just say to yourself, oh, I'm going to live my truth. I don't think the light is red. It looks green to me. I'm going to live my truth. I'm going to go right through it. And there's oncoming traffic. You know, do you do that with the law of gravity? Do you say, eh, I'm going to live my truth. The law of gravity, it doesn't really exist. I'm going to jump off this building because, you know, I'm going to live my truth. 
I don't, I don't believe in gravity. You don't do that. But when it comes to religion, you often hear people say, yeah, you know, all paths lead to one. And hey, that's what you, that's what you worship. That's fine. You want to worship a dog? That's fine. Um, you know, you, you, you believe that, uh, Jesus had wives. That's fine. You, you believe that you can have multiple wives and you can have multiple husbands and do whatever you want. Hey, do what you want. That, that's fine. That's your religion. Hey, it's okay. Everything is okay. Right. But that doesn't make sense because like I said, you don't apply that. Everything doesn't go in your life. Things are very narrow. That's why the Bible talks about the narrow path, because you apply the narrow principles to your life. When you think about a math problem, two plus two equals four. That's a narrow answer Four. there's only one answer. It's four. It's not five. It's not six. It's not nine. It's not ten. There's only one answer, one correct, true answer. That's narrow. Do you get offended that it's not five and it's not eight and it's not 10? Do you get offended by that? But you see, when it comes to religion, people get offended if you say there's only one God, there's only one true God. And he made a point here, which is very, it could, it's controversial to say something like this. It says, he said, if one religion were really true, it would mean that billions of religious people from every other religious faith are wrong today and have been wrong throughout the centuries. And that's a big problem if Christianity is true, because Christianity seems to teach that non-Christians are going to hell. That, that's, that's serious. That is serious. That's a, I'm, I'm, I'm dropping a bomb on that. That's serious because there are plenty of people that aren't Christians. And we're going to dig into Christianity and, you know, get into the claims of Christianity, get into the claims of a lot of different religions. Um, we should do that. Test them out. So who, who is telling the truth here? Because this could have consequences, how you live your life, your standards for life. What is right? What is wrong? The Bible teaches that certain things are right. Certain things are wrong. Quran might teach that certain things are right. Other things are wrong. So if you have a standard of how you conduct yourself, your, your daily principles, and I have a standard, and they're completely different from one another, there's going to be some kind of conflict. Because you have truth and you have falsehood that are competing with each other. And so that opens the door for conflict in a sense, you know, conflict of ideologies. So truth, let's get back to truth, man. That's it. That's it. I mean, you, when you think about it, if you abandon truth, you will just have, you will have utter chaos in life. This is why you have to have absolute truths. Truth is reality. Truth is what is. It corresponds with what is. It was something else I wanted to read here as well. Let me see if I can pull this up real quick. Um, he says that, uh, oh, something else that I found pretty interesting. <clears throat> Although few would, few would admit it, actually, yeah, let me read this. He says, um, 
We also expect to be told the truth when we pick up a reference book, read an article or watch a news story. We want the truth from advertisers, teachers and politicians. We assume road signs, medicine bottles and food labels reveal the truth. In fact, we demand the truth for almost every facet of life that affects our money, relationships, safety or health. On the other hand, despite our unwavering demands for truth in those areas, many of us say we aren't interested in truth when it comes to morality or religion, like I was talking about earlier. In fact, many downright reject the idea that any religion can be true. As we're sure you've noticed, there's a huge, huge contradiction here. Why do we demand truth in everything but morality and religion? Why do we say that's true for you, but not for me? When we're talking about morality or religion, but we never even think of such nonsense when we're talking to a stockbroker about our money or a doctor about our health. Although few would admit it, our rejection of religious and moral truth is often on volitional rather than intellectual grounds. We just don't want to be held accountable to any moral standards or religious doctrine. So we blindly accept the self-defeating truth claims of pol politically correct in the intellectuals who tell us that truth doesn't exist. Everything is relative. There's no absolutes. It's all a matter of opinion. You ought not judge. Religious, religion is about faith, not facts. Perhaps Augustine was right when he said that we love the truth when it enlightens us, but we hate it when it convicts us. Maybe we can't handle truth. In order to resolve our cultural schizophrenia, we need to address four questions concerning truth. What is truth? Number one. Two, can truth be known? Three, can truths about God be known? Four, so what? Who cares about truth? So I find that pretty interesting. So I was talking about some of that stuff earlier. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. I just had to uh, make a quick video about that because I really do feel at this point in time in history, I'm, I'm seeing things that are just so off the wall and, I, and I'm saying to myself, how, how does this make sense? Again, when I go back to, um, you know, the president promoting the, uh, the confusion between man and woman. You know, you got to think and ask yourself, okay, so when I was a child, I was taught that a man was this and a woman was this and a man had this, these parts, a woman had these parts, right? You were taught that. Fast forward to 2023. Now they're saying something different. So when our parents taught us what they taught us back then, were they right or were they wrong? Were they right then or were they wrong back then? Is the president, is he right now or is he wrong now? Are our president, our parents and our, our relatives and people that brought us up, are they wrong now or were they wrong back then? Think about that. So what you have here, basically, obviously, you know, we, we know what is what some of us deep down inside. We know what reality is. 
But see, what's going on now is that people are trying to abandon truth, abandon reality. That's what's going on. That, that's pretty much the agenda to destroy truth. And that's why I said we got to get back to basics. So anyway, a few, um, you know, just a few words for you today. So I'm going to make some more videos about this and just go down a rabbit hole. Let's, let's dig for truth and uh, keep going and find out like what is the truth. Let's get to the roots. Let's get to the foundation, build the foundation and move forward. On that note, I'm out. Peace. Should I drop another bomb? Yeah, let me go ahead and drop another bomb. Yeah, man.